From the Jesuits of Canada and the United States, this is AMDG, and I'm Eric Clayton. If you've spent much time reading about Ignatian spirituality, there's a good chance you've come across the work of Jim Manny. He has a great book on the examine called A Simple Life-Changing Prayer that often serves as an introduction for many to this all-important part of Ignatian spirituality. But I was introduced to Jim by way of a different book called What Do You Really Want? St. Ignatius and the Art of Discernment. It was given to me by a spiritual director many years ago, and I've given it out and recommended it to folks many times since in the intervening years. Here's why. Jim has this way of boiling down his vast, and it is vast, array and knowledge of Ignatian spirituality in a way that is accessible, powerful, and practical. His writing stays with you. And so, I was pretty excited to discover his newest book, which essentially is an exercise in making Ignatian spirituality accessible and practical. It's called What Matters Most and Why? Living the Spirituality of St. Ignatius. In the book, you'll find 365 daily reflections, each less than a page. And I've made it part of my New Year practice uh, for prayer to try and meditate on one each day. Jim is, obviously, today's guest, and he walks us through his own life story, how he became so enamored with the spirituality of Ignatius, how he goes about sharing it with others, and why he thinks it's so important to do so. I encourage you to check out Jim's books. Head over to jimmannybooks.com or find the link in the show notes. Maybe you, too, want to incorporate a bit of Ignatian spirituality each day of this new year. If so, Jim's your guy. Now, here's Jim Manny. All right, Jim Manny, welcome to AMDG. We're so glad to have you with us today. I'm really glad to be here, Eric. It's uh, it's good to see you and good to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I, I mean, you're such a prolific uh, writer and thinker on Ignatian spirituality, and, and you have a new book, and, and we'll get into all of that. But, but right out of the gate here, you know, we are still in January, and so that means that folks are still thinking about uh, what it means to step into a new year, right? All the resolutions and the commitments and the hopes and aspirations. So this, this great new book you have, and I have it here. I know it's an audio medium, but I'm holding it. Uh, what Matters Most and Why? Living the Spirituality of St. Ignatius of Loyola, 365 Daily Reflections. So I want to, to ask you, if a person were to embark on this new year with this, this your new book in hand, what would you hope that they would discover about themselves, about God, about the world come December? Well, I, I would hope that they'd, 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 uh, they'd discover something of the staggering beauty and wisdom of Ignatian spirituality and, and something of its scope. Well, let me just explain a little bit about the book. It's a it's a a collection of three hundred and sixty five daily readings. There's a there's a reflection for each day of the year, and then a then a commentary on that reflection. And these reflections cluster around a theme for each month. The theme is is uh, from uh, uh, Ignatian uh, themes that are common and strong in Ignatian spirituality. Like it begins in January with awareness. Then it, we. Then God, love, freedom, desire, and on through discernment and relationships. And then the theme for December is becoming the person you are meant to be. Uh, the larger structure of the book is is each there are three parts of four months each: uh, experience, reflection, and action, which is a an Ignatian pedagogical paradigm. We 
experience life. We reflect on it, and then we we act on the fruits of our reflection. Then we go back to then we experience, and then we reflect again. It's it's a you know the the loop of Ignatian reflection and action. So I and I also hope I, I hope that it's a deep dive into Ignatian spirituality, and I, I hope. I tried my best. I, at some point in my own journey into Ignatian spirituality, I, I had the, the feeling, the conviction that the Ignatian spirituality is the best stuff in the world. Uh, it's, it, it addresses the big questions like, why are we here? Uh, how to think about God, how to pray, and also the smaller little questions like how to navigate through the day and how to pray and how to, um, you know, how to have good, fruitful relationships, how to find the work that we're meant to do. And I, I, I like, I'm an enthusiast for Ignatian spirituality, and I hope that I could communicate something of that uh, in the course of the year. Yeah, what I, I mean, my own kind of prayer with your book so far, it, it is um, amazing how you can go to the, the micro and the macro, right? As you say, like Ignatian spirituality has a way of of sinking deeply into the the nitty-grittiness of the world, right? But then also really uh, reminding us of, of the scope of God's creation. And um yeah, and it, it's really great, and, and it's I, I am I'm so impressed because obviously, uh, you know I, I can't even imagine writing a book of this scope, um, and and uh, but also it, uh, clearly like you have such a mastery of of the topic, and so I'm I'm wondering if if you can tell us a little bit more about how uh, you came to Ignatian spirituality, how you developed your voice, um, talking about and thinking about and praying with this uh, this way of proceeding. Well, you know, like most stories, there's a headline story, and then there's the story behind the story. You know, the, the headline story, I'm a cradle Catholic. Uh, I grew up uh, in the Midwest, uh, but mostly in New Jersey. Uh, grew up in, in uh, northern New Jersey. I met the Jesuits in college. I went to St. Peter's University in Jersey City. And, um, you know, the, the Jesuits didn't make a, a special impression on me in college. Um, I did once, though... Um, uh, pick up the spiritual exercises. I was looking for some spiritual reading, and I picked it up, and I well, almost immediately put it down. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I, uh, I made the common mistake of, of, of thinking that this, you know the spiritual exercises are is a book of spiritual reading to be read. It's actually you know it's it's really uh, a prayer experience to be experienced, and uh, the the book of the spiritual exercises is a guidebook for a director to guide someone through it. So so I, I made a little. Uh, initial contact with the exercises, but uh, but I, I graduated uh, from from college, flirted, flirted with an academic career, uh, became a newspaper reporter. Uh, I was a communi corporate communicator. Um, moved to the Midwest and became an editor in, in academia at the University of Michigan. Uh, as a tech writer, and then I then I had a career in religious publishing. I became a, um, a magazine editor and, and a book editor for several. Uh, Catholic public publishers, and then and they, then um, this took me to Loyola Press in Chicago, uh, the last place I worked there for the last fifteen years of my career. Um, there I met the Jesuits again. Uh, the, the you know the, I started meeting them in college many years ago. Then I met them again at Loyola Press in Chicago. Uh, I worked on books of Ignatian spirituality. I met. Jesuits. I uh, went on retreat and then experienced Ignatian spirituality personally. 
but then at Loyola Press, I, you know, I, I had the opportunity to begin a writing career to, to write books on Ignatian spirituality. So that's the, the headline story. Uh, underneath that story is a personal transformation, kind of a personal journey, uh, the story behind the story. You know, a key moment in that came in the early 2000s when uh, I went on a, on a weekend retreat at the Jesuit Center in Wernersville, Pennsylvania. And, and uh, my director was the great George Ashenbrenner, great, uh, kind of a legendary spiritual director. And he, he led me on a short weekend retreat um, and, you know, in the course of that, um, you know, well, uh, Ashenbrenner was part of a, a he was one of a, a group of great spiritual directors in the post-Vatican II generation. You know, William Berry, David Fleming, Joseph Tetlow and Howard Gray and people like that, some of whom I got a chance to work with uh, on their books. And, um, you know, these these men created the modern interpretation of Ignatian spirituality and and I, I see myself as writing in their tradition. You know, this is, you know, something that they developed. And, uh, uh, and I, I was very, very honored and privileged to, uh, to, to know a couple of them personally. And one of them was George Ashenbrenner, uh, <clears throat> who taught me how to pray the daily examine. That was his, one of his great contributions to, to the modern renewal of Ignatian spirituality was to uh, unearth the examine from the Jesuit tradition and, you know, promote it and publicize it and popularize it. And um, so I, uh, you know, the, the examine, would, you know, the prayerful, reflective view of the day, uh, I became, a, it became a habit. And uh, that was really opened the door uh, to the whole Ignatian experience for me. Um, it had a profound effect. You know, I was recently talking to a friend of mine who had started to pray the examine and I asked him how I was going, and he said, well, you know, it's not just something you do for 15 minutes a day. I find myself thinking that way the whole day, you know, thinking, looking for God's presence and looking for, for where God is. And I said, yes, that's exactly, that's the way it should work. And that's the, the point of the exam, and that's kind of the experience that I had. Um, so the job, you know, at Loyola Press became more than a job. It became a calling, you know. A desire, a great desire, grew to uh, to bring Ignatian spirituality to you know to people who were who were looking for God, and uh, so that's that's kind of a long-winded answer to the question: How did I get drawn into this? It's, I, I got drawn into it gradually, like most people do. You know, that's the way God works in all of us. You know, um, you know, people yeah. come into our lives, and we have opportunities, and uh, and you know. If, if we if we're able to we'd notice him and respond to that I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that about the examine because um i uh i think in part it comes from some laziness you know not always doing the exam and not sitting down and thinking for 15 minutes or, or whatever but it is um but I, I i can justify it in my mind because i say oh well it's a it's a disposition it's how i grapple with the world but i, I, I i'm glad to hear you say that that's that's right. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's at least, at least it's, it's yeah. a way to do it, right? It's it's how we um, are always kind of expecting God to to leap out and surprise us, right? In the in in our daily routines. Um, I'm also struck. It sounds like you had quite a uh, quite a writing career before writing about Ignatian spirituality and and all sorts of different ways of communicating. Um, and um, so I, I I wonder if you could reflect a little bit uh, on. 
you know, I, for me, I know my writing is only as, as good as my prayer life, especially as I'm writing about spiritual things. Um, so, so how do you, how do you balance that your own kind of prayer life, your spiritual life, um, as a way to fuel your, your writing? And then how, how have you seen, you know, you, you said that it was quite a, quite an adventure to get from, you know, St. Peter's, uh, university all the way to Loyola Press, um, uh, you know, and all the, the various writing roles and, and, and communication roles you had in, in the interim. Um, you know, how, how have you seen your, your life as a writer or a communicator um, deepen as you as you do more uh, in the Ignatian spirituality world? Well, yeah, that that really, you know, the, my writing, at least the, you know, the writing of these books on Ignatian spirituality, you know, flowed flowed from a spiritual transformation that I experienced and I, I and you know I, I hope I try to sustain it through a practice of daily prayer and daily you know a daily spiritual practice which I, it begins and always comes back to the daily examine you know I, I take some time uh, in the in the morning usually to reflect on God's presence in my day the previous 24 hours and um, and I I try during the day to continue to do that. Um, uh, I, I do other things. I, I do an awful lot of, uh, my spiritual practice has, uh, I like variety. Uh, and I, you know, I, I usually, I usually read the daily scriptures, the daily readings. Um, I, I do, I, I practice Ignatian prayer, uh, like the colloquy conversational prayers, uh, like Ignatius talks about in the exercises, having a, um, uh, having a conversation with God, um, uh, imaginative prayer is a part of my prayer life. Um, uh, for me, uh, music, uh, I turn to music often for prayer and, and I, I'm sustained by that. And, and, you know, again, I like variety, everything from, you know, Gregorian chant to Bob Dylan, you know, uh, can make its way <laughs> into that part of my reflective time. Um, I have a spiritual director, uh, which has been very, very helpful. Um, I do spiritual reading uh, among my favorites. I think William Berry is my favorite spiritual writer. Um, mm. And uh, I'm always going back to him. So, yeah, it's a, it, it's, I think, I guess, thinking about it, I guess my, you know, my, my prayer life or my spiritual life does have a lot of reading and thinking involved in it and writing, you know, issues forth in my writing. Yeah, I know, I know for me it often writing is uh, in some ways a way to kind of crystallize prayer or to um, to kind of almost turn the corner in prayer a little bit to say, oh, kind of peek, peek around and say, oh, this is, this is kind of where, where we were headed. I wonder um, for you now, you know, kind of having such a deep understanding of, of Ignatian spirituality, having such a deep prayer life, um, and then you, you, when you arrived at Loyola Press and you spent all that time, um, kind of, you know, then shepherding the words of others, you know, um, I wonder, you know, I'm always fascinated to hear from editors, uh, how the role of, of almost accompanying someone else in, in that, in that kind of prayer writing, um, how that plays out, how you view it, what, what, you know, what the, what the ultimate goal of it is. So how, how do you approach that? How, how did you approach that role when you, when you were at Loyola Press? Well, I, um, uh, editors do their job best when nobody knows they're around, you know, and nobody, a lot of people don't even know editors exist. You know, they think books just appear, you know, and, and uh, magazines just appear. Uh, but um, no, the job of an editor is to help a writer, an author, 
um, realize his or her intentions uh, and, you know, to be their best reader, uh, to be their friend. Um, and it, it, as you say, it's very much an accompanying job and it's, uh, uh, it's a great privilege. Uh, and uh, I found myself pretty well suited to it. I mean, I, I did a lot of different kinds of writing and uh, I found out that editing was you know, something that I really enjoyed and was good at. Um, and and uh, so at Loyola Press, I had the uh, the great privilege of working with some some of the greatest writers of in Ignatian spirituality uh, of, <clears throat> of our generation. You know, I, I worked with uh, Ashton Brenner and David Fleming, uh, James Martin, Tim Muldoon, uh, Margaret Self, Chris Lani, people like that, and. Um, uh, it's uh, and there's you know they're they're kind of headline moments too. Um, one uh, one great moment as an editor was I was I was with another editor Joe, Joe Durapost, good friend of mine, an editor at Loyola Press. We were in New York visiting Jim Martin for, um, <clears throat> at America House, and he he said, "Hey, this this is fifteen years ago." He says, "Hey, I have something to show you, something I've been working on. I want you to tell me if it's any good." And uh, he went into his room and came back and had a, this huge ring binder. And it was the manuscript for My Life with the Saints, you know, right. which was <laughs> one of the great, uh, great religious books of the, you know, the 21st century. Uh, Turns out it was good. Was, huh? <laughs> we, we, were had, we had the first look at it and we looked at it and uh, we said, yeah, I th Jim, I think this has got some possibilities. <laughs> so, <laughs> we went on to, to publish it and help him uh, work with it and. A uh, similar experience with Chris Lowney, his his, uh, his his great book, Heroic Leadership, about, you know, the Jesuit paradigm of leadership and how that uh, uh, can inspire us in the modern age. David Fleming, I worked with David Fleming on what is Ignatian spirituality. And, uh, you know, these are, you know, that was clearly the, you know, the, the pinnacle of my, my professional career is working with people like that. The other thing I did at, Igno at Loyola Press was to work on IgnatianSpirituality.com. Well, I was very happy to be part of IgnatianSpirituality.com. And um, that was a very gratifying experience, too. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I know Loyola Press and IgnatianSpirituality.com quite well. Um, uh, I'm a big fan. I, um, you know, so I wonder, you know, uh, obviously you have this deep mastery over Ignatian spirituality and, and you've encountered so many people that are writing about it and thinking about it um, over, over um, you know, the stretches of your career. So, so I have two questions that flow from that. The first is, um, when you encounter somebody who, who is new to Ignatian spirituality, what do you tell them? Where do they begin? What's the, what's the, uh, the gateway that you invite them to pass through? Well, I, tell them, I begin with a daily examine, you know, which is uh, you know, reflecting on your personal experience uh, and finding God in it. Uh, that is often a very, um, you, people are, are surprised uh, that this, uh, this is a good mode of prayer. And, and, um, uh, but I, 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 it's absolutely basic. It's the, Ignatius thought, Ignatius, um, you know, he liked a lot of different kinds of prayer, but that's the one they daily examine is the one that he thought was the most essential and the most basic. And he, he wanted Jesuits to pray the examine uh, twice a day, and uh, even even when they couldn't pray other ways, uh, to pray the examine. So that's um, this is where we meet God. We meet God in our daily experience. That's where it begins. God is always 
there. God is always trying to invite us into a relationship. Uh, God is always reaching out. Uh, and so the examine is a way of noticing that and seeing God's presence and, uh, and then responding to it. Um, and so that's, you know, that's, a, you know, my book, that's why my book begins with a, you know, the, the month of January is uh, the theme of awareness. You know, being aware is where it all begins. The, uh, you know, the, my reading for J January 1st, first day of the year, uh, is taken from uh, Robert Ellsberg's book, book um, The Saint's Guide to Happiness. And he says, the saints were attuned to an invisible reality, the fact that we are all connected in a web of love and that the universe is rooted and sustained in a reality that if we had the eyes to see, would watch astonish and awaken us from our dream of separateness. Um, that's eloquently puts, I think, the, the purpose and the experience of the examine. Um, the other thing that... I tell people to do is to hang out with Ignatian people, you know, find somebody to ex you know, share this experience with. Uh, Ignatian spirituality is a, is a communal, it's, a, it's something to be shared and experienced in a group. Um, yeah, it's, um, and it's a, you know, Ignatian spirituality, I like, I think it's more of a way of, a way of proceeding mm -hmm. than a set of rules. Like the Jesuits talk about their way, of, their way of proceeding, their unique and, special and distinct way of doing things. Uh, and uh, I think that's a good description of Ignatian spirituality. You know, it's a, it's a set of attitudes, um, sort of a culture. It takes time to immerse yourself in it and to understand it. Um, you know, it, it involves, um, you know, attitudes like uh, let people think, figure things out for themselves. Um, you know, God is present in all things. So, uh, have, have a openness and a tolerance um, for new ideas and, and new experiences. Um, at the same time, uh, Ignatian spirituality has a certain suspicion of ideologies and systems and theories and you know fixed standpoints. And so it takes time to <clears throat> to assimilate these things and um, um, getting to know Ignatian people, finding a spiritual director. Uh, being part of a group, uh, finding people that you can talk to about this is, a, is usually very effective. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, um, yeah, I, I like the, I mean, I like the idea of it being of a way of proceeding. And again, it brings me back to that, that disposition, the examiner's disposition. Are we always aware and looking for God? And then I think for me, one of the things that, and I kind of hear this in what you're saying is, Again, what was it the, the 14th annotation of the exercises, right? That that desire of God to deal directly with us. Um, yeah. You know, so we're if we're if our disposition is always on the lookout for God and and the God of the universe is always desiring to deal with us. Um, you know, then then there, there's a real kind of mystery meets mystery moment, um, yeah. uh, which almost makes my next question seem silly. But what <laughs> um, what do you tell people uh, who feel like they've learned it all? They know everything they need to know about Ignatian spirituality. Uh, it, it, what's the what's the next step or the go deeper invitation that you that you offer folks who um, who may think they've uh, kind of quote unquote graduated from uh, the Ignatian school? <laughs> well, I haven't met very many people like that, but <laughs> uh, I suppose it's possible. Um, I, don't, I think that um, you know Ignatian uh, Ignatian spirituality 
um, you know, Ignatius didn't think that prayer was an end in itself. You know, I, I think he, he said that, that love is expressed, <clears throat> expressed in, uh, uh, in deeds and not in words. And I, I think there's an element of exaggeration in that. Uh, but I think it's deliberate because I didn't think, um, I, I think he, he, he wanted, you know, prayer is not an end in itself. Ignatian spirituality is not an end in itself. You know, it issues forth in deeds and in action in the world. And um, uh, that's, that's a never-ending challenge is to find the work that we're meant to do uh, to respond to God's presence wherever we are. Uh, every day gives us a multitude of chances to, to respond to love and to give love. Uh, and you know, Ignatian, the Ignatian prayer, the Ignatian attitude, the Ignatian way of proceeding equips us to do that. And uh, it, it never... It never ends, and, and um, uh, it's a it's an endless adventure. That's that's the the work of our lives. Um, I you know yeah. I, I would you know uh, there's a specific, anybody who thought uh, who thinks that they've reached the end of Ignatian spirituality, I challenge them to read uh, a friendship like no other. It's a book by William Berry where he mm -hmm. meditates on the concept of uh, God. God wanting a, a relationship of friendship with us. Um, that, that's a, a staggering idea. It, it came upon me in, I don't know, it, uh, in fairly recent years, it kind of renew, renewed my, my, my life, my, my prayer life, my spiritual life, to, to meditate on the idea that God wants to be my friend. Um, and uh, that's, you know, that's a wonderful, think about that, you know. It's a, another thing, um, if someone wants something to, wants a challenge, spiritual challenge, you know, grapple with the paradox um, of optimism and humility uh, in Ignatian spirituality. On the one hand, you know, the, the Ignatian outlook is broad and expansive. It's optimistic. It's finding God in all things, always looking for something new, always alert to the presence of grace everywhere. Um, at the same time, uh, there's a great caution uh, about our ability to sort all this out. Uh, you know, the, the, we're constantly aware of our limitations and um, the reflective practice of Ignatian spirituality, you know, causes us to look at our motives uh, uh, and, and, you know, look at our biases and our preconceptions and to call all that into question. So, you know, uh, everything has the potential of calling forth a deeper response of love. I think Ignatian says that. Um, <clears throat> at the same time, we have to be very mindful of, of our uh, limited abilities to do that, you know, to, to respond fully. Um, you know, and every, it's not, it, that's something, this expansiveness of Ignatian spirituality is something that I try to reflect in the book. Um, I, I took my reflections, the readings uh, in the book from a, broad, from a broad variety of sources like uh, people like Andy Warhol and the Dalai Lama and Nelson Mandela. They're there too, along with uh, all the great, you know, Ignatius and the spiritual exercises and Jesuit writers. <clears throat> uh, I quote from Jewish and Hindu texts and screenwriters and novelists. Um, God is really found in all things uh, in you know, the Ignatian spirituality is not something that's the possession of Jesuits or even the possession of Christians. Uh, it's found, God's found everywhere. But the book also, you know, I try to reflect 
reflects Ignatius' awareness of our limitations, our propensity to, you know, to find reasons to do what we want to do. Um, you know, just the other day, and I was reading my own book, and just the other day, the reflection um, uh, for the day quoted a sc uh, the screenwriter William Goldman, who was one of the most successful screenwriters in Hollywood history. He wrote Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and a lot of other great movies. And he said, in Hollywood, nobody knows anything. You know, that was his. <laughs> um, and Ignatius himself said, you know, as far as serving God is concerned, I'm nothing but a hindrance. You know, uh, what is he talking about? I mean, how can that? But I, I think, you know, as you as you get as you progress in the spiritual life, as you progress in anything, as you get better at anything, um, things get harder. You become more aware of uh, your limitations. You know, you become aware of difficulties that you didn't know uh, existed when you started out. And, uh, you know, uh, th you know, as things get harder and not easier. So anyone who, who thinks that they've, you know, they, they need a challenge in the Ignatian journey, you know, uh, I think if, if it works right, you'll probably, um, if it works the way it's supposed to, you'll think that things are getting harder, <laughs> but you can always learn from that too. Yeah, no, I, I, I'll be definitely uh, chewing on this idea of optimism and, and uh, humility, this, this paradox. It, to me, it, um, it, it invites that kind of turn to wonder, uh, you know, like uh, this, this deeper and deeper sense of, of mystery, both within and without, this deeper and deeper um, uh, dive into vocation, right? Who we are, not just, a, uh, you know, the, the job we hold, but kind of what we are meant to, to be for and for and with the world. Um, and then the sense of God being just, you know, bigger and bigger and bigger uh, than we can ever imagine. And so um, I like that kind of invitation to kind of courageously go ever onward right into the mystery of of god but also um turn to wonder and not you know it's all the image in my mind is almost like you're kind of like hacking through a forest of some sort and and you're deeper and deeper in there and you're seeing more and more wonderful uh birds and plants and things and, and you have no idea what they are and, and and you have no way to study them but you just kind of uh, delight in their being and then keep going um, I don't know if that's yeah. a, if that's a fair image for your uh, for yeah, your. Yeah, I I, I I like that. You know, Ignatius said God can be found in all things. That's all things is a lot of things. Um, uh, yeah, it's a lot. It's all know, of we're, things. We're never we're never going to reach the end of it. There's always going to be something new. Actually, every day uh, brings something new. Uh, so we can't put God in a box. We can't think that we've got this figured out. Uh, we can't even think that we understand it. Um, but there's there's always more. Uh, and that's why there's kind of a radical openness in the Ignatian perspective that I find extremely appealing. Yeah, and that, it's a great segue into the next question, which um, you, you've said you believe Ignatian spirituality to be particularly timely and, and, and relevant for this moment um, in history, both for the church and for um, kind of society writ large, our culture writ large, um, what what would you offer to listeners uh, that that they might kind of um, hold on to in the Ignatian spiritual tradition as as something that they can really um, bring to bear uh, within the church and within within the world uh, to really meet the signs of the times? Well, for the church, I mean, the mission of the church is to bring Christ to the world. Um, and, you know, to discern what needs doing and to equip Catholics to do it. And um, 
you know, in Ignatian language, you know, it, it's you know, the, the job. Our job is to respond to the call of the King, you know, and uh, with joy and with a radical zeal. Um, that's the fire that burns in the heart of Ignatian spirituality, and I think that's that's what it has, you know, that's what it has brought to the church. Uh, and it is, does bring to the church. It's not everything that the church does. The church does an awful lot of things and has a lot of responsibilities. It's a large institution. It has, you know, <clears throat> uh, in, uh, bureaucracy. It has practices that need to be um, reformed, need, you know, et cetera, et cetera. The Ignatian part of it is um, uh, what Ignatius focused on from the beginning was conversion of the heart, you know. Uh, it, it is, you know, uh, falling in love with Jesus and following the, you know, doing the work that Christ is doing, doing our part of the work that Christ is doing in the world with, with, with zeal and, and affection. Um, and so that's what Ignatius was, that's what they, the spiritual exercises is about, is, <clears throat> is bringing us to that point of conversion. That's what Ignatian uh, spiritual practices about is, is sustaining that that love and that joy and you know con, you know continuing that that ongoing conversion of our hearts uh, and I you know I think I think that's that that's something that Ignatius that Ignatius brings to the church today um, and I th I think the church needs to hear that I mean uh, you know many people in the church. Uh, think that what's needed is to straighten out people's thinking. <clears throat> you know, the church is in trouble because people believe the wrong things or they don't believe enough of the right things. Um, and we have to get everybody on the same page. You know, and I, you know it's true. Well, a lot of people believe a lot of wrong things, and but that's not the important point. <laughs> you know, the the key to the key to a fervent faith is becoming the person. You know, the becoming the person you were meant to be is to fall in love with Christ, uh, to grow in virtue. Um, every day, you know, we're presented with, with opportunities to do the deeds of love. Um, every day we're faced with choices uh, on how best to do this and how to respond to, you know, to the challenges and the opportunities that we have. And it's something, it's a very practical thing that we live every day. Um, and that's something that uh, the Ignatian perspective and the Ignatian training, Ignatian spirituality uh, is particularly well suited you know, to help us with. Uh, as far as a wider culture is concerned, um, um, Ignatian spirituality is very modern in the sense it's very meta. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, <clears throat> it's thinking about thinking. Um, it's, uh, it's, you know, radical self-awareness. Um, I'm feeling this way. Why? You know, <laughs> What does it mean that I'm thrilled or angry or bored? And, um, and you know, Ignatian spirituality takes ex personal experience very seriously. It's very uncomfortable with kind of sweeping ideologies. Um, its goal is freedom. Um, all, all of these are, are kind of values that are uh, central to the modern mentality. But maybe the be you know, the, the the thing that Ignatian spirituality would bring to the world today is optimism, you know, uh, <clears throat> finding, you know, God, God can be found in all things. And our job is to do the deeds of love. And we can do that. And, and we, you know, we, 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 we don't have to be gloomy. We don't have to despair. Um, 
there's there's always more. There's always something we can learn. There's always, there, you know, there's always joy. Love is at the center of all things, and uh, uh, we can take great heart in that. I think that's a message that the world needs to hear. <laughs> we all need to hear. Yeah. No. I think. I mean, again, the optimism and humility. I uh, uh, and the hope to be found within our own experiences. I I, I love that. Um, Last question. Maybe you can just. Uh, I, I just wonder if you can leave us with an image. You've, you've, you talk about Ignatius's image of God as being so important, and certainly you've you've woven that through your your reflections uh, today. I wonder if you can leave listeners with something to bring into their prayer. Uh, how would you invite uh, folks who are listening to to really think about or 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 you know picture God as they as they go about their day? Well, I think what Ignatius experienced, where this all began, you know, was uh, uh, Ignatius recovering from his battle wounds, uh, spending a year reflecting, um, thinking about the direction of his life. And he met, uh, he, he met a different God than the one that he grew up with. Uh, he met a God um, who, um, uh, who you know, changed his life. It's, it's a God who is personal. Uh, a God who is active in the world, who is active in his life, uh, a God who is laboring in the world, uh, above all, a God who is a giver of gifts. Now, this this is the God that uh, that Ignatius leaves us with at the end of the spiritual exercises. It's the <clears throat> the God he has us reflect on attributes of God and the contemplation to obtain God's love. And you know, this is the image this image of God as a lover, God as a giver. Um, God who is present, God who is personal. Um, that's where, that's what changed Ignatius. Uh, that's what caused him to uh, to found the Jesuits. That's what, that's the the image of God that propels our work and propels our prayer. Um, so that's that's what I would that's what I would uh, suggest. You know, people think about and take to prayer. You know, at the end of the at the end of my book, uh, the the entry, the last entry of the year for December thirty first, yeah, I take uh, my quote is from uh, Ron Hansen's novel, uh, Marietta in Ecstasy, where uh, a, a woman is asked to, you know, reflect on uh, on how her how her prayer has gone and how it has developed, and this is what she says. She says. You know, we try to be formed and held and kept by him, but instead he offers us freedom. And now when I try to know his will, his kindness floods me, uh, his great love overwhelms me, and I hear him whisper, surprise me. <laughs> mm. And um, I think, you know, and, and I go on to say here, uh, in the end, we make our free decisions about how to take part in the great drama of repairing the world. We come to the party hoping that God will hold us close and tell us what to do, but instead he offers us freedom. We've learned to trust God. The great miracle, hard as it might be to believe sometimes, is that God trusts us. God says, I do hold you close. I have formed you. You know what's right and what's wrong. There are a thousand and one ways you can do the deeds of love. Now choose the best ones surprise me <clears throat> and uh, mm. 
that's how I end my book. And maybe, you know, it's, it's, that's a, a thought that I keep coming back to, you know, in my own life time and time again, you know, uh, can we really surprise God? Maybe not in some meta, you know, metaphysical sense, but, you know, I really think that the God, of, you know, the God of Ignatius and the God, <clears throat> the God that we've come to know and the God that's present in our lives and the God that, um, you know, gives us, you know, constant opportunities to do the deeds of love. Uh, 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 he's saying, go ahead and do it. You know, do, you know, you make the choice, you're equipped and go ahead and surprise me. So, yeah, I, I love that. That's a, that's a perfect place to, to end and uh, a great promo for the book. Cause if you liked that reflection, you'll like the other 360, <laughs> uh, 64. Um, uh, Jim, thank you so much for being with us. The book is what matters most and why living the spirituality of St. Ignatius of Loyola. I will, uh, I'll drop a, a link in the, uh, in the show notes for folks who, uh, who want to check it out. Uh, thanks again for coming on the show today. I hope you'll come back. I would like to, and it's been great being here. Thanks so much, Eric. AMDG is a production of the Jesuit Conference of Canada and the United States. And when we're not working from home, the show is recorded at our headquarters in Washington, D.C. AMDG is edited by Marcus Bleach, and our theme music is by Kevin Lasky. The Jesuit Conference communications team is Marcus Bleach, Eric Clayton, Megan Leepsch, Becky Sindelar, and me. Connect with the Jesuits online at jesuits.org on Twitter at Jesuit News, Instagram at We Are the Jesuits, and Facebook.com slash Jesuits. Sign up for weekly email reflections by visiting Jesuits.org slash weekly. If you or someone you know might be called to discern a vocation to the Jesuits, connect with the Jesuit vocation promoter at BeAJesuit.org. Drop us an email with questions or comments at media at Jesuits.org. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And as St. Ignatius of Loyola may or may not have said, go and set the world on fire.